Hi, welcome to the Vaguely Anime Podcast. I am one of the hosts this evening of Culture Corner, Michael, followed by other host, Sage. That's me. It's not culture, but I feel like I, it, it's, I'm obligated to give us our, our it, team it's, name. It's our duo. Yeah, the duo name. Yeah. Regardless of like, the fact that I think we've only done one or two Culture Corners. I, we, we don't do it super often, but I feel like you said it the best. We are definitely the most cultured of the group. Yeah. So, Culture so, Corner. Yeah, it, it just works. Yeah. Um, Instead of cultured stuff, though, Mike is going to tell me about D&D. Yeah. And, uh, and why I should maybe get into it. Well, I mean, look, it, it's not necessarily for everybody, but I think that it is worth trying at least once. Right. For almost anybody. Because, in, so I didn't play D&D until my... I was already in Texas, so oh, so you were year. like a junior in college already. Yeah, so third year of college, and I was like, and I had, I knew, I had friends. They were the friends that I, I knew in Texas when I went down there, um, that played, and I always was like, they were, you know, they would ask, and I was always like, nah, that's that's a level of nerd I don't want <laughs> in my life. Uh, I'm, I'm, that's that's too far down. I'm too cool for that. <laughs> You're like, I can't be that far. I feel like. Do you think it's like? general nerdy things like comic books and like then you comics get... and like comics movies stuff like that then you get Pop- to anime right that's like a step down and then and then step from there is is probably D. what but do you, do you think um in between D and anime fanfics is, really because i was gonna say like uh, i feel like fanfics kind of go hand in hand with anime now because you have to be nerdy enough to then create your own smut or not smut of the characters. Oh, that's true. That is that feels like an extra step. That's that's true. But I was going to say, you know, like the dating simulators. Okay. So I'm going to put that on the same level as fan As fan fiction. Okay. Okay. Because and then you have LARPing. Which LARPing's I feel like, under. Yeah. Is, LARPing, is, I feel like, is the is most. Like, yeah. it's uh, LARPing is the final tier. Final tier. That's That's the boss. I think you're right. I would maybe do it once. I don't... Just for the experience. I, I feel like... I think I would hate it, though. I couldn't, mainly because I can't, like, get into that kind of thing. It's just I, really not for me. I don't the think farthest... I could either. I think I would be, like, I'd be, tr- like, in my head, I'd be making fun of it the entire time. But, like... Not even making fun of it. I'm just, like, the farthest I think I could ever go is, like, putting on a cosplay. But I don't even think that counts as LARPing. No. You know what I mean? It's, like... The step before. Yeah, but, like, I could, like, I've done cosplay before, made my own costumes, all that stuff. But I do it to, like, feel cute, not really to, like, be that person, if that makes sense. And I'm really bad at, like, acting, like, not myself, if that makes sense. I feel like if I were to do it, like, I don't know. I I don't, I I always said I don't think I could, really. Yeah, But, like. If given the opportunity with people that, like, I knew when it would be funny more than anything else, I'd probably give it a shot. But I would not just, like, go to Central Park's LARPing Yeah, no, absolutely not. I feel like I would be, like, I wouldn't, I don't really mind if other people want to do it, but I just feel like I would be so embarrassed. I'll be like, people are looking at me like I am looking at me. Yeah, but so so yeah, I I think LARPing's like the final destination. Yeah, like you, that's you can't get nerdier. Uh, and that so, 
actually below that is having a podcast about anime. Yeah. <laughs> we just skipped the steps. Yeah, we just skipped a couple of steps. Um, but so D and D, I so third year of college, I was like, I, I'm. It's too nerdy for me. I'm not. I'm not yeah. taking that step. I already don't get bitches. I can't. I can't go lower. <laughs> I I can't allow myself to fall any further. <laughs> um. And funny enough, that year I did get a girlfriend, so I guess it worked out. So it worked out for you. Uh, Do play D anD I don't know if that's like the right phrasing. Be part of a D anD D group. I mean, yeah, play D anD D. Get a girlfriend. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Uh, anyone that's step not, one, step two. There you go. Yeah, honestly, achievement uh, unlocked. It's that easy, people. <laughs> uh, who would have guessed? Uh, but so maybe that's why I don't have a girlfriend. I never did D anD D. Yeah. It, it explains it all. Yeah, that's why you ended up with a husband. Yeah, I'm going to let Mark know. I'm going to try out some D&D. Maybe I'll get a girlfriend. Side piece action, you know. Exactly. <laughs> um, so so uh, finally at one point they're like, dude, just play like one game one right. game with us. Like they were already in a campaign and I don't, do I need to explain what a campaign is to you? It's like the story you go through. Right, yeah. So that's like, it's and, like, that's like where it's, it's going to keep It's not like going. forever. It can be. Oh God. But don't you want it to end? Don't you want like a satisfying like? Ah. I've known someone that's been playing the same campaign for thirty years, forty years. How? They just they just keep going, and they like they just like it's it's the same logic. I mean, I would never want this personally, right? But it's the same logic as like Dragon Ball. I guess that's fair. It's just like. You fought the you fought that big bad. Next arc starts. Here, another here's big another bad. big bad. And yeah. it, in in this campaign, would it be like continuity in there, or you just like get to start fresh as you move? I along? don't know about theirs. I've never really asked details because I don't particularly like talking to that person. That's fair. Uh, but forty years. Yeah. Are they old? Mm-hmm. They must be. Yeah. What are they like? Sixty. Around there. Oh my god. That's a long time to play one damn game. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it depends on, I guess, the DM style. Maybe they just restart or it might be a full-on continuity thing. Right. Um, it I de- feel like it that also, would be really impressive if it was full-on continuity. It though. also depends. Like, some people care. Some people don't. Right. You know? uh, it, it, D&D is very... It's very driven by the people playing it. Yeah, you can the make DM, it like whatever you yeah, want. The DM and the players both are heavily controlling of what's going on, usually. Unless... All right. Uh, so, for the most part, obviously, DMs create the world or they use one of the books that, like, uh, Wizards like a of the Coast yeah, makes and, and, and you can play through that. And then, like, you can build off of it as your own thing. Because the whole point is that, like... You don't have to use the books. You can just do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Um, the one time I ever ran a game personally, I mean, I've, I've run a few times, but it's all been in the same thing. I, like, created my own world. Right. And just had some, like, how it worked that way. Um, and then you, but you still use the same mechanics of the game, but the world doesn't matter. Right. Um, so is there, like, set rules for D&D? So, yes. There are rules but it's kind of pliable. Uh, yeah, again, it depends on the person, though. Right. Because a DM can be like, these are the rules, you can't fucking do anything else. And there could be another that's like, that's the outline. I'll rule some other shit, though. Like, a lot of people go by uh, Rule of Cool, 
which is like okay. absolutely you cannot do this in the rules that are written. Right. But it's cool. So we'll let give, it go. Yeah. Or, or like I'll, I'll think of a role for how this would make sense. You know, like somebody wants to do something and you're like, all right, well, like in your head, you're like, all right, well, you can't actually do that, but it's cool. So like, give me an athletics check. And that's like a skill. That right. A character can make and be like, because they're trying to do a backflip and stab this dude or whatever. Right, right, right. And you're like, sure, give me an athletics check and, and give me an attack roll to see if you can make the make the backflip and attack the guy. Gotcha. That's actually something you could do within the rules, but... I, I'm picking yeah. up what you're putting down. So, uh, so, but it depends. Uh, somebody else, again, you technically can do that, but somebody else could be like, that's not in the rules, so you can't. Oh. So it, it depends, but some people like that. Some people want a DM that just kind of follows the rules. Like the guidelines that yeah, you're given. And, and some people want someone that's a little more like laid back or somewhere in between. It, it all just kind of depends. D&D is a very pliable, right. nebulous existence. And then I've seen like for our Secret Santa this past year, I got Austin these like D&D, I think like weapons cards or something. Yes. I was confused by that. But Kirsten um, said it was a good thing for him. So if it's what I think it is, it's basically just like... um. Something you could, because he, he, he's a DM for the most part. So something like um, he could, if he gave a specific weapon to a char- uh, to a player, um, a character, he could like give them the weapon card and be like, here, this is what it does. This is what it is kind of thing. Um, and like they have those for like, they have a spell deck. So right. it's just all the spells written on, on cards. Right. Um, so you just have That's them cute. physically instead of looking it up. Right. Or, you know, something like that. Um, it all kind of depends how you want to play. Like, I've never played any... Or, I have played Magic users, but I don't like to because they're a lot of bookkeeping. Right. And I'm not a fan of bookkeeping. Right. Uh, or memorization because you have to remember how many spells you have and how many you've used. And it's not my kind of thing. I'm usually more of a, a, a martial fighter, which means, like, I'm more just, like... Attack! I have a, yeah, I have a sword. Right. And I deal with things that way. Right. Um... It's, but the, but that's like that's what I find fun. I have played some magic users, but they are not usually characters I like to play for long periods of time. Um, the only times I've played them have been like one shots or a character that I only was having come in for like three or four sessions, right. and then I was having somebody else or you know something like that. But D and D, it's like hard to explain because it, again, it's very like nebulous, right? But um, some DMs will have more combat focus. Like you'll be in a war and it's just, you're fighting. Right. Some DMs will be like, it's going to be heavy role play. You're just going to be acting out your character in these things. And it's going to be like a political debates and, and stuff like that. Or, you know, a balance of both. Um, the campaign I'm in currently, uh, like the last couple sessions were like a political part. Or like, so it was mostly RP and it was just like, us trying to get a bunch of factions of people together to help us fight the big bad. Okay. Um, and then the last, and then like uh, the couple last couple sessions before those were purely combat. It was us trying to get uh, to an area to like get an item to help us with what we were going to be doing in this uh, political summit. Right. So, like it, it all kind of depends. Um. And. It's just like it depends on what you want to do and how you want to play it. It's, it's that's why I think like D and D is so fun because it can be 
what you want it to be to have fun. Right. If you're much more into role-playing, you can just play a game that's mostly role-playing with some combat. Or if you're mostly into combat, you just play mostly combat if you don't feel like RPing a character. Right. And even if you are more into combat, but you're playing with people that like to role-play, you know, you can just leave the role-playing to them and you could be like, hey, I want to just go find a bar and drink or, you know, right. I want to go find a fighting pit and just go fight. Right. You know, and, and be like, all right, well, like, we're going to focus on these people in the tavern talking to this dude and then, all right, they've been doing that for a bit. Let's cut back to you and, and have you fight this person or whatever and then we're going to cut back and, like, you know. So, it's it's like there, there's something for everyone mm-hmm. and I think it's also just really cool to, like, commit to this image of a character you've created. Again, I, I wasn't much like that. When I first started playing, I was not, like, RPing. I was like, I want to just fight things. Right. I literally... My first character I ever made, his name was Todd Smith. <laughs> because I was in a... I was playing in a game with people that all had really Creative. big fantasy names. And I was like, I'm going to do the opposite. Because I don't care. So I made Todd it's Smith... very on brand yeah, for you. In in a party with, like, fucking... What, what were their names? Like, I think Alphonse in an alternate universe, like universe like, your name is Todd Smith, yeah. not Mike. Exactly. <laughs> um, he had a pet chicken. Because why that. not? Uh, and he was, like, 25. He, the chicken was... 25? Something like that. That's an old-ass chicken. No, no, no. The character. Oh, oh, oh. But the chicken was also 25. I was going to get to that. And because the chicken was born the same day as him. I see. So they're soulmates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And uh, everyone was like, how the fuck is the chicken still alive? And I was like, just is. Magic. Yeah. It's just alive. It's a magic chicken. And uh, and I was mostly just there for combat. Uh, He died like five times. The chicken or the guy? Both. Okay. Um... But, you know, I was joining a campaign where they were already kind of high level, so they had money and, and access to spells and shit to revive my character. So you had to rank up. So. You don't just start off, like, you decked ca- out. Oh, uh, no. Well, you can. Gotcha. So, again, it, it depends on what kind of game the DM and the players want. Um, a lot of people start at level one. Some people start at level three because, like, level three is where you kind of get access to whatever class you pick's abilities. So if you're a rogue, you start... Obviously, you're a rogue from level one, but come level three, and it it varies sometimes for some classes, it's level two, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Level three, like, as a rogue, you then get to pick what kind of rogue you want to be. Okay. And that's, like, when you get access to certain things. Gotcha. Um, So some people start at level three just to get it out of the way that you already have your abilities. Um, or some people start at, so you can go up to level 20. Uh, some people start just at level 20 and they're like, fuck it. We're doing a high level campaign. Go for it. The problem that I find with D and D though, is that magic users like wizards and sorcerers and whatever, there's a very hard balancing act in the game. Right. And it's, it, to be fair, not an easy problem to solve. They haven't solved it uh, in any of the editions of the game, which is martial characters usually always start out stronger because they ha- they can take a lot of hits and they can deal a lot of damage very early on. Right. Because um, you just got a sword and you can run up to people and attack them. Right. Magic users very usually not very strong, and if they get hit once, they're u- like, or you know, if they get hit a few times, they're kind of fucked because they stay in the back. Right. Um. 
But come like level 10 to 12, there's a huge shift. Okay. Where magic users all of a sudden become really fucking strong. And martial characters are still strong, but they are nowhere near. And so they seem much weaker. Because... Mm. You can just be throwing around fucking atomic bombs as a wizard, and you're like, and you just got your dude with a sword, and you're like, how the fuck am I supposed to fight that? You know? Yeah. So, that, like, that doesn't sound ideal. So, like, obviously, there are ways to work about it, and a lot of DMs just try to balance it best they can, and, you know, it is what it is. But also, not a lot, a lot of people commit to playing high level campaigns. Usually, you get to a certain level like say around 10 or 12 and that's usually like the end of the campaign okay just so you don't have to I wonder deal what with that. level the 40 year campaign guy I is. think they've been level 20 for a while there's there's this thing called epic levels that are confusing and bullshit and we don't have to get into that but like okay keep, keep doing I was things. picturing like level 100 now well tech like in a way it's but it's a whole thing it's not worth explaining because I don't <laughs> I also don't know it very well okay so it's just not worth it um but so, um, like, usually high-level campaigns are just for fun. Gotcha. But some people commit, and they, they just figure out a way to balance it. And I've played uh, a game up to level 20. It didn't take... Obviously, again, it also depends on how you're playing. Like, our characters got from level 1 to level 20 within the time span of, like, six months to a year of what we were playing. Just because we were playing every weekend, and like, right, and you can decide how fast you want your characters to level up. It's up to you, because gotcha. there's either XP, how many, like, uh, every enemy that you, that you have them face has a set amount of XP that you earn from killing them, right? Um, or you just decide when to by like what it's called milestone leveling, which is as the DM you just decide that they have gotten to a part of the story where they have earned a level. Gotcha. Um, and. So we got to level 20 and then also, so there are different editions of the game. There's, there's, because, you know, it, it like updates to a software. Right. You know? Um, so I used to play what was called 3.5. Um, and it's old. It's very easy to break it because there are so many books about how what rules and works and whatnot that a lot of books end up like overlapping and contradicting each other. I and see. so it's very easy to break that game, but it's also very fun. Right. So that's what I started playing the game as. And I had two friends that were really like, they knew the rules in and out and they knew how to fucking break it very easily. Gotcha. So we were playing this campaign and it just got stupid real fast. We got to a, stu- <laughs> like a, a certain level. Um, because they were playing magic users that knew how to break the rule and like knew what they could get away with because either rules were vague or this overwrote other things. And gotcha. Like, so at one point we had, uh, so basically one character was an artificer, which is like a science wizard. Okay. Fun. Um, they, they create things like items and stuff and they are like powerful magic items. At one point. At one point, I think we were like level 12 or something. She uh, she found a way in the rules to make an item that basically could create a pocket of space that she could go into, but it wouldn't, it would be, it would have its own time. So like if, you, have you watched Dragon Ball? Yeah. You know the hyperbolic time chamber? Yeah. Basically imagine that. Okay. She created that. 
Okay. Which you're not really supposed to be able to do. Okay. But she knew how the rules worked and was like, if I combine this with this and this and this and this and that and this then and I that. Then I can make my own damn time this. chamber. Yeah. So basically, in the span of what was in the game a minute, <laughs> she could. Uh -huh. uh, and she, at one point, she lowered it down to six seconds. And so it, in combat, a turn is six seconds. Okay. So like everybody that goes. So say you have six enemies and allies uh, together on the field. You each get a second? It, no, like, it all... I mean, it doesn't really work out that way. It's just once it gets back to the top of... So you roll initiative. It doesn't matter. But let's just say it's from 20 to 1. Okay. Once you get through all the thing to get to 1 and it restarts at 20, that's six seconds. Gotcha. Regardless of how many people are fighting within those that set time. Gotcha. Um... So they got it down to six seconds, which meant they could take one turn to do this, which was they spent uh, six seconds creating a weapon that would track every single dragon in the entire world. She could fire the gun. It would track them, hit them, and it would deal like a million damage. I see. And so she just killed every dragon in the world in a minute. And so... Because we were there and technically were helping, we all just leveled up to level 20 immediately. I see. And uh, because at the time we were doing XP. And so the DM was like, well, cool, cool. And at one point he created um, this enemy that was supposed to be like the father of all dragons and was supposed to be this big deal. And again, she just went into her little time bubble oh my God. and then just made a weapon that would kill it instantaneously. <laughs> and he was pissed. Uh, so it got to a point in that game where like we we understood it was broken and we went, fuck it. We're just going to have fun with this at this right. point. Like he was like, all right, fuck it. I can't really stop this. I did. I, I did it to myself. <laughs> like I didn't balance this correctly. Right. It's my bad. Um, so... The, ga the end game was always going to be that, like, the universe was falling apart. Okay. So, then, because we were already so strong, he was like, fuck it. It's just happening now. Yeah. Uh, and so... He should have... It should have been, like, y'all get Thanos snapped. <laughs> just, we're dead. <laughs> Start no, you gotta, over. You got to figure out how to not be snapping. <laughs> but, so, like, we... Because we leveled up so fast, we had basically like gained godhood, <laughs> and um, and we used our powers to make the moon into a flying pyramid that we could then travel through dimensions to get everybody on the planet and in the uh, out of the universe that was collapsing and go to a different universe. Now that's not usually a thing you can ever do in D anD. d but it's like the campaign was bullshit, so we were like, "Fuck it." Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Uh, so like the the artificer just made a moon into a flying dimensional pyramid, um, and the joke was gonna be that. So this was a separate campaign from the first campaign I was playing. The first campaign had pyramids that were invading the universe and destroying it. Okay. So we were gonna make a whole full circle joke that we were the pyramids invading his world. That's funny. I like that. Cute. Yeah. Um, and then because of Artificer, uh, her character was uh, fucking insane. I see. Uh, she went, yeah, fuck it, and just blew up the entire thing. 
and during the interdimensional portal. <laughs> I see. Uh, yeah. So it, you know, like if if I ever did one, I would want to be a wraith, sneaky spy. Ooh, ghostlike. Like you want to play a wraith? Yeah. I think you could probably figure oh, that out. I want to be like. It's not usually a race you can do, but I'm gonna figure it out. <laughs> um. Because I, I just, I was watching Shadow and Bone, and one of the characters in, in the show is a wraith. Hmm. Um, if you ever watch it, I liked it. It's, like, good, like, young, like, YA fantasy bullshit. Right. But, like, pretty high quality I, um, I, I really like, enjoyed it, but it's me. I think because it's also partially like catering to my love of those things. Right. But yeah. There's one character. Her name is Inej. I would die for her. She's I, incredible. Um, and she's a wraith. She's so many useful skill sets. I I feel like. Disappears um, on command. I mean, that could probably be something like be figured out although i would say if you were gonna just start if you were gonna do like a one shot it'd probably make more sense to start with a regular race to figure out how the game even works no no, no. You're, i i don't i don't know like what the races are allowed to be i'm just saying if i could that's what i would be uh i mean it kind of depends like i had my one of my friends uh she was really good at creating custom classes and races and one of her races was like a ghost where they could like kind of phase through an attack Ooh, fun. Uh, like up to three times a day. Ooh, fun. So, um, so, so there's already like set stuff you can be. Yeah, that, like elves, that, humans, dwarves, stuff like that. Does that depend on like what kind of world you're building? If you're not using like a book set, for the most part, most people or you keep, stay within like certain parameters. I mean, like you could technically make a D and D world that's like sci-fi, and you're just traveling through things. But like, you could keep the races. Okay. Most most people keep some things the same. Right. You know, like, it's a good, it, it like, just touchstone. Makes, yeah, it just makes more sense, like, why create a bunch of new races? I mean, some people do. Right. But, like, why create a bunch of new races when you could just use the ones that you have access to and already know? Oh, yeah, that you makes know? sense. And uh, then I have another question. But you can just create stuff, too. Like, he created, a, like, basically a ghost class. Like, they were called Phantoms. Um, because Danny Phantom. you can. Like, why not? Um and I've created a few classes to, or, or races too. Like I created an oni, an oni race, that was like based off of um, like Japanese oni. Okay. Because one of my players wanted to play a, a race like that, and I was like, "Fuck it, I can figure something <laughs> out." So then I like wrote up an entire thing about how like their history and what they were and like how they worked. And the, each color had like a different ability. Neat. So. What What was your question? Oh, my question is: So you, you have you watched Stranger Things? Yes. So their game is D and D essentially. Yes, it's an old version of D. But they call it yes. something else. Do they? I don't know. I just know they have like their club, and I thought that's what the game was. The Hellfire Club. Is that not what the game is called? Uh, I think it's just the club name. Oh. They're playing an older edition of the game, obviously, because it's set in like the eighties. But right. But yeah. Uh, funny enough, though, um, the in the show. The at one point in the third season, um, one of the characters rolls like a natural twenty, which like defeats the evil bad guy. Okay. But natural twenties didn't mean the same thing back then that they do now, uh. Uh, <laughs> so it, it wouldn't have really mattered. 
But uh, I, I like to think that the the DM of the game was like, fuck it. Yeah, you whatever. Know, like, whatever. Let the person get the victory. Yeah. Um, but so when you're rolling a die, basically, so there there are there's a d20, which is right. a 20-sided die. Right. 20 being, like, usually the most. you automatically succeed, a 1 being you automatically fail. Gotcha. Usually. Not always, but that is usually how it works. Then there's d12s, uh, d10, technically a d100, which is a percentile. It's just two d10s. Okay. Um, and then... Um, a D8, D6, and D4. Okay. Um, and you basically use all those to roll, but the most part, you're basically using a D20 for everything. Like, that is just your base. That's like standard that of like, oh, I want to do this. Yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, I want to attack. I want to do a skill so, check. I want to so do whatever. So the ones that aren't D20, are you doing that for like special stuff? Usually like... Um, or is your, it like your less weapon fantastical? Will, your weapon will do... Oh, X amount. Yeah, or a D10 or something. Your your attack spell will do X amount of damage. Or if you're like a bard, you can do like support things and buff people and you can roll a D6 for adding like, you know, you're trying to help somebody with their attack. Like they roll the thing and they're like, oh, hey, I rolled a six. You can add six to your attack. Something gotcha. like that. So, so let's say, can you go above 20 in the scale? So you have modifiers. So like... My character sheet, I can uh, basically I have like my longsword, right? I my, I have my longsword, and then what I have is called an attack bonus, okay. which is different parts of your character's ab- uh, abilities and stuff added together. So for my character, because I'm just a fighter, right? Um, it means like my strength score and uh, my proficiency bonus go into my weapon attack. So I have a a, a four. In strength, um, and I have uh, a plus three proficiency bonus, so that means I have plus seven to my attack. So when I roll my d twenty to attack, say I roll a twenty, right? I add seven, or I roll a ten and I add seven. So that's what you what the uh, additions are. So like you can roll a ten and be like, oh, you know, normally that would miss, but I add seven, so hey, I, it's a seventeen. Does that hit? Right. And so you, so th- so you don't cap out at 20. No. Gotcha. Like if you get high enough like cuz cuz um there are checks to do certain things. Like say you want to there's a there's a door you want to get into and it's locked. You can make a lock picking check to open the door or see if you can pick the lock. Um but say like you're in a ancient city that was like home of the gods or whatever. And you're trying to open this door that's like you know fucking been sealed for a billion years. Um, it, it, the the check could be like twenty five, thirty, and because like it's supposed to be impossible, right? Quote unquote. But like you're level fifteen at that point, and if you're a rogue, you have like plus seventeen into your fucking lock picking skills, right? So you can, but like you can still technically fail if you don't roll, you know, a ten. Say right. the check's thirty. If you roll a ten, you. 27 you still don't fucking pass right so you know um but you know you come up to a 25 and and you're level three you're not you're not getting that gotcha you know so yeah there are there are things that also are above 20 that you have to meet and and people like uh, items that you're trying to attack have ac which is determined by you know their armor and and their how dexterous they are and stuff like that and then you were saying that there's like the d100 
which is really two d10s. Are you using the two dice as like a? One's uh, tens and one's the digit, single digit. Okay, so you, one you don't roll. You roll both. So usually the d10s one. It's still so it's, it's not the same like combinator die. denominator. No, no, no. It's like so one of them will have like um, ninety, eighty, seventy. 60 written on it instead oh, of one, okay. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then if you get, th- and then it'll have double zeros, and then one will have the single zero through ten. Um, and double zeros means a hundred. And then, uh, but like, I'm picking up what you're putting okay, down. Yeah. So sorry, and, I was just picturing two like. I, mean, I could go get them. Dice with. One through ten on it. Yeah, no. And so then you're. I'm like. They both then have that, one I'm like, through that ten. That introduces a lot of math. Yeah, no. So they both have one through ten. The ten is just a zero. I understand. And then the other is double zero through ninety. I understand. And it's just tens. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and you really only use like the D100 very rarely. It doesn't come up very often. It's called a percentile, and. When I was DMing, I would use it sometimes just to make it a little more interesting because you don't use a lot of the dice every now and then. So sometimes I'd just like use it to be a little more fun. Like, oh, hey, you have a... Yeah, sev- change you have a, things up. Yeah, like you have a 75% chance of doing this. Hmm. Roll a D100. And, you know, it like, so that would be just like... And yes, technically you could just do that with a D20 and figure out what they need to make. But that's less fun. So like, right. hey, use your D100 that you barely ever fucking use. And then like... Oh, I had another question. I just forgot what it was. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't understand this, like, obsession with dice. I don't either. Like, the the dice collecting. Yeah, I don't either. Um, it's, it's shiny, I guess. I guess, but some so sometimes, like, D&D-related stuff will come up onto my Instagram or whatever. Actually, the whole reason why I was asking about it today was I saw this video of somebody. She had, like, a D&D set up. And it was like this whole giant computer screen of a table mm-hmm. that she could like change what the image was to yeah, match cool. what's going on. Um, they just put TVs into the table. And right. And them. they had like a huge bag of like a whole bunch of different dice. And I'm like, uh, like the screen is really cool. The dice goblins. Like that's to allow you to like get more immersed into the experience, like that's a really neat visual. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand the dice aspect. I mean, it's the same thing as like buying figures, stuff like I that. Guess. But like, yeah, dice goblins. So I've never been one for that. I use the same set of dice always. Right. I bought one other set of dice, and it came with another one. I've never used that other one, but I I bought the second one just because I wanted a different set of dice when I was DMing. Gotcha. Because, I I don't know, that seemed nice to me, was having a different set for when I DMed and when I played. Um, I technically have five sets of dice, but three of them were gifts. Okay. And I don't use them because I like my one set. And they are metal, they're red, they roll really well. I use them. So you feel like they're good for you. Yeah. and But also, like, people swear by dice superstitions. Like, if it rolls bad enough, you should get rid of it and, like, or, or like, you know, put it in dice jail and don't touch it for a while and then it'll feel bad and roll better. Like, but it's people really believe in that fucking juju and it's, I think it's stupid. I, <laughs> I commit to one die and that's it. Gotcha. Like, one set of dice, I'm fine. I only have the second because I just wanted a different set for when I was DMing. 
because I, I, I got like a gold set just because I was like, yeah, in the DM, it's gold. Fits. Yeah, cute. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and, but like, I, I haven't even used it in forever because I haven't DM'd anything because I like DMing in person. But now at this point, I feel like I'm never going to get any people together to do it. So like, whatever. Gotcha. Um, I'm also not a great DM, but then again, everybody says they're not a good DM. So I see. I feel I, like I've heard Kirsten is good. Kirsten is good, but she runs games in a way that I cannot, that I am not good at because she's more theater of the mind. Oh yeah, and, that's what I've observed. And like I can, un- I I understand. Like I can picture things and I can understand things in my head, but like when it comes to combat, I need to see something. I can't like because it, it doesn't like when when I'm like oh can I attack this kobold? Yeah oh yeah like sure but like isn't it far away from me or where is it like right. I don't, like that I'm not good at. I need visuals, um, and also like. And it also, again, it, it depends. Like, when I'm DMing, I really like combat to be kind of, like, um, freestyle and, like, kinetic. So, like, I will make a scenario that, like, you there are always things around you that you can interact with. So, like, you could say you're in a slightly modern-day city or whatever. Like, you could... You'd see that there's like a trash can in the corner. You can run over, pick up the like the top of the trash can, and fucking throw it at somebody because you don't have anything to throw, but you can throw that at them and while you're trying to like distract them or something. Or there's a pillar that you could that that's around there. Like, oh, I want to climb up that pillar, or I want to break that pillar and have it fall on this person. Like, sure. Like that's how I like running a lot of campaigns. It's like having my players think about the combat. Got right. Um, you want it to be like a cause and effect. Yeah, kind of. Um. So there's always kind of usually something around whatever they're fighting that they can interact with and do something with. Gotcha. Um, other people, there's just what's there. Like, you know, right. it's just like, hey, you're in this room, fucking attack. And like, that's what it is. <laughs> fucking attack. Um, and some people do theater of the mind, which I'm not, I, I personally am just not about. But, um, but Kirsten is a good DM. It's just not a style I like that personally. You can, you can drive with. Yeah. Um, and she was in my game when I was running it, and I'm sure she could say I was not great at right. DMing. But also, it was, like, the first time I was, like, really sitting down to try to DM. Um, and so, like, a lot of things I was trying to figure out how they would work. And, like, it was, like, I would overthink it. And it would be, like, after the fact, you'd be, like, that, that could have just been, like, a rule of cool. Like, mm. why, why was I trying to figure out how this would work? And then be, like, oh, that doesn't work. That wouldn't make sense. Where I was just like, ah, oh, you know, yeah, like do it. So like, and I've I've run a few one shots since then that I've I think I've gotten better at, but I'm still like, I still don't think I'm a great DM by any stretch of the means. Mm-hmm. Um, but it all it all just kind of depends, and again, it's like what people are looking for and what they want out of it, um, and like what kind of world you can create and everything. I like again, I think it's just. D&D is fun just because it can be whatever you want it to be. Right. And it's like a very, like back when I was in college, every weekend I would go to my friend's school because they didn't go to the same college as me. And we would find an empty classroom at the end, like at night. And we would sit there from like 8 p.m. to like 5 in the morning playing D&D. Like the cool kids you were. Yeah. Uh, And we would do that every weekend. Until I basically left Texas. <laughs> um, and 
So, like, it was just, you know, like, ungodly amount of hours of playing D&D. Right. Never could do that again in my life. <laughs> uh, but now it's like, I'm lucky if our session goes for, like, two hours. Gotcha. You know, like, and if we even get people together. Like, D&D's always, it's always been a, um, like, a meme in the community of, like, getting, like, managing to get anybody gotcha. all of the group together. It's always a fucking hassle. Um, but... Yeah, like now it's like we're we're lucky if we get like two hours of a session done, and so like it feels like we don't achieve much every time because it's only two hours and there's a lot that goes on. A combat can like if there's three enemies, that could last the two hours. What? Because it's all you have to wait in each turn. Some players don't know what the fuck they're doing, so gotcha. that takes longer. Or you know, and or they just have a lot of health, and you're just trying to fight them and not die and whatever. Like combat takes a long time. Gotcha. Um, it's then, very hard to make combat go fast. Is there like an ideal number to have, or can you do like three people? The ideal number is technically four. That is oh, what that feels relatively small. For some reason, I thought it would be more like seven. No, four. Four is what everything like. If you're just following the book, including and, and the DM. No, oh. you don't count the DM as a. a okay, a, a so person. you want four people and then your DM. Yeah, gotcha. It be and that's only because like if you're using monsters from the the book, right? It's all balanced around four. Oh, four I understand. So it's all balanced around having four people fighting said monsters. Um, there's something called a challenge rating, which people usually ignore anyway. But like the idea behind it is that like if it's a challenge rating um, one, a party uh, four, a party of four at level one would find this fight mildly challenging. Like this would be a challenge for them, right? Or if it's a challenge rating four, four people at level four would find this hard. Basically, if I'm remembering correctly, but that's like the general idea, right? I'm and picking up so everything down. is balanced around four. Okay. Um, but I think we have like seven in our party, so. Oh okay. Like it, it just it depends on if your DM is good enough at balancing the stuff out, and a lot of you know a lot of DMing is just doing shit on the fly, like off the cuff. Like you can plan down to how many screws are in the fucking wall of this house, but players will always find a way to just ignore the house entirely. Gotcha. Like, so basically as a DM, your goal is just to tell the story you're telling, but flow with what's going on. So right. a good analogy. Because it, it's kind of like evolving as you go along. Yeah. Because again, Based you, on you can have decisions. big, scary, ominous house that's very clearly where you're supposed to go. And you and can be like, no, nah, I'm like, not interested. Let's keep walking. Yeah, exactly. That that happens a lot. Gotcha. It happens a lot. Gotcha. You have your big bad McEvil guy, but he was standing on a bridge, and the D and the players just decided to cut the bridge, and you didn't think about how the character would be able to get away with that or fly, so they just fell to their death. That was your main bad guy of the entire campaign. Now he's dead. Gotcha. Figure something out. Gotcha. Like there are so many stories like that. You know, <laughs> just like bad luck. Like your players got a really good crit. They were in a, and your player, your character was in a really bad position and fuck, they just killed the person that was supposed to be there for a while. Gotcha. Stuff like that. Gotcha. So like, it's all just happenstance and you got to plan around everything. So uh, a good So you analogy, want a story, but you don't want it to be so concrete that you can't 
continue. Because a lot of people don't like railroading. Right. Which is what it's called of like, okay. no, you have to go to this house. You can't not do it. Right. So, because it's not fun. Right. Uh, I mean, some people are, they're just looking for an A to B story. They don't, they don't go anywhere else. And so that's what it, that that's fine. But for the most part, I know most people I know are not a fan of that. Gotcha. But uh, again, an analogy that I heard, which was um, from a, like a famous internet DM, Brendan uh, Lee Mulligan, which is. You're always technically railroading your players, but it's about making sure they don't feel like you are. Right. So, you know, if your goal is to get this, you know, you have a river, right? And it's just going straight down the mountain. That's what, like, you want it to do is get from the, the beginning to the end. That is your goal. But then your players decide they want to make a fucking left. So your river basically always is, is making curves but it's always going to end at the same spot. Right. But like it's turning to 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 adapt to what the players are doing. Gotcha. So that they never feel like they are being railroaded, but right. it is still bringing them to the same destination. End, yeah, same destination. I understand. That's like the balancing act of what you're doing. Gotcha. Um he also has a story that was like basically um in the same vein as like it can be whatever the hell happens. Mm-hmm. Uh he was running a campaign for um these people and they were like the start of the game they were like the inciting incident they were at a wedding okay and they were just like at on a whim they were just like how how are the the bride and groom you know like what's going on with them and he was like oh you know give me an insight check just to check how their general vibe is basically they're dead yeah and and he was like oh you know you can like he rolled really well and so he was like you can kind of tell that the the bride's not super into this wedding. You know, she's not she's not necessarily all about it. And he was like, and right there on a whim, just because of that, they were like, "Fuck it, you know what? We're crashing this wedding. We're gonna steal the bride and free her from this arranged marriage. She doesn't want to be a part of." Oh my god! And he was like, "Okay." And the whole point was that, like, big bad McEvil dude was supposed to show up and steal the bride or whatever. <laughs> but they did it instead. But they stole the bride. So instead, it became now the big bad evil guy is going after them. To be- get their bride back. To get back. the bride. And the entire city and whatnot are also helping the evil guy to get <laughs> their their future queen back. That's really funny. Um, and, and like, you know, so they were supposed to chase after him to save the princess. But now they're getting chased after because they stole the princess. Right. And they, like, get away. And they put her down. They're like, yo, we're like, are you good? She's like, yeah, like. Thanks for saving me. I was super not about that wedding. Like, I appreciate it. And then she just followed them around for the rest of the campaign. They just became friends. That's really funny. So, like, you know, the entire campaign at that point was, like, upended. You know? Right, right, right. And and his whole point was, like, and what do you do? Like, what, are you going to tell them no? The the main plot beats were still there. Right. He was, like, what are you going to do? Tell them no? No. Like, you roll with it. You figure it out. Like, all right. He originally wanted to get the princess. Now... He's just going after the princess, which is now making him chase you instead of you chasing him. Right. Like. But I feel like that's a good way to, like, work around that issue. Yeah. But, like, so that's that's what a lot of playing D&D and, like, running a game especially is like. Right. It, I feel like it must. It, it seems very overwhelming to run a game. You There are things called forever DMs, which is once you take that seat, you're there. Oh, Because okay. nobody wants to do it. <laughs> 
Gotcha. Nobody wants to DM. Some people, I mean, people find it very fun. Right. Uh, but a lot of people are like, fuck that. I don't want to fucking deal with that shit. Uh, when I was, when I was running, it was like, I had general layouts of everything that was kind of going to go on, but then a lot of it was just off the cuff. Gotcha. Um, it just, you know, like a lot of times it's, it's a meme in the community too, where like, you know, you go into this shop and you're trying to buy some fucking shit and you're like, by the way, what's this character's name? And DM's just like, um, Jeff. Yeah, like <laughs> Jeff Stromberg, and you're just like, stop, <laughs> Jeff Stromberg. Well, I love him, so now he's gonna be part of our friend group, and he's just there forever now. Like, it, because here's our our horde of of bad guys, and then there's Jeff. Yeah, like. You know, I, uh, hey, I'm looking for directions. I walk up to this person on the street and I'm like, hey, uh, hi, what's your name? And like every time the DM's just like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, because, you know, it's just like, it's just background noise. But then they're like, I'm picking you. What are you about? Right. And it's just like, what are, what's your name? What's your profession? What do you do for a living? And you're just like, you bitch. Their name is Jonathan and they're a banker. You, yeah, well, what kind of bank? They're a banker. <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> like, you know, like, so it's it's stressful, but it's fun. Right. Like, it, it, the, I, I would say the stressful part of it is stressing about your character, your players not having fun. Okay. Past that, like, as long as you're good enough at, like, just being good at, like, having something come off the top of your head. It's it's a fun time. Like you you can pretty much roll with it, and I had a lot of fun with like creating custom monsters that all had very different like abilities and stuff. And they would be um, like the like bosses for certain areas they were in. Like they wouldn't just like I wouldn't create a monster for every fucking encounter. Right, That's a pain in the ass. I would never do that. But like they were like big boss fights. Or, right, right. Um, and or, 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 or like creating custom weapons that just kind of did cool shit. Were they balanced? No, but like they were fun. So right. whatever. Um, and you know, so like, it's just, it's it, as long as you're good with just kind of like improv, right? You'll be fine. Gotcha. The stress part is just, are these people having fun? I don't think they're having fun. I don't think they're lying <laughs> to me, you know? So, uh, that's, so it's more stressful to be the DM than like, oh, absolutely. Somebody it's always more it. stressful than be, being the DM. That's the player. You can get, you can be, you can ignore anything. <laughs> Like you, you can, can do not, you, yeah, you can not give a shit about anything happening. Gotcha. Um, but do people get like mad at you if you're not helping the team? Depends on who you're playing with. I guess that's fair. Uh, but sure, yeah, people can. Right. Uh, and, and like, and again, it also depends on your DM. Like sometimes you can just be like, "Hey, I'm personally not having fun with what's going on right now. Like, I'm just not very interested." And the DM right. can be like, "All right, we can fast forward through this part. Like, just give me like two roles for some social encounters to see how they go and if see if you succeed and we can move on from right kind of stuff like that's uh that's the game i've been playing recently that's kind of how it's been going like near the end of like that political summit i was talking about a lot of us were burnt out and we were like dude we've been doing this for a bit too long and like right. we no longer want to be doing politics right we got to move on yeah and he was like all right that's fine like uh you know the summit can happen uh like me, Kieran, and our friend Jardo, hey, give me 
two rolls, one like you know, one bluff, one insight, or whatever the fuck. You know, it didn't really matter. And it was just like just to see if we could achieve what we were achieving, right? And then move on, right? Um, instead of having to actually talk it all out, right? Um, and then we did that, and he was like, and then it was over. Like he was like, all right, cool. Let's. Uh, what do you guys want to do now? Like, what's your next goal? Because we right. achieved the summit arc. Right. And so now we're in the fucking swamp trying to fucking deal with some goddamn, uh, uh, like, marine people. Um, okay. Mer people. That's what I was looking for. I was like, the marines. Yeah, I, I, mer people. <laughs> Merfolk. Okay. Uh, because I don't even remember why we were there. Uh, is it, because is they it want... like the merfolk in um, Order? No. Goblet. What's the one? Goblet of Fire? Where they're all like... <laughs> Kind of look. Oh, like what? So, like, yeah. I can't do it again. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it depends, but kind of. Gotcha. Um, they can be out of water, though. Oh, okay. Um, some of them. I don't think actually all of them can, but. That sounds scary. Uh, but yeah. Um, and we ran into a spirit naga that used to be one of our players like mentor for their wizardness and they stole their wizard book and so the naga is really pissed because they stole their fucking spell book and their uh, wizard book yeah and uh and so it went to attack the wizard and i got to punch the snake in the nose so i decked the, the snake sna- was the wizard yeah interesting well, a naga uh, technically it's not a snake but whatever I call it a snake. So I decked the uh, I, 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 I uh, decked the uh, big snake in the schnoz. Ouchie. Uh, and now we're going to be fighting that next time we play. The big snake. Yeah. He's going to be holding a grudge because you punched him in the nose. Well, he was already holding a grudge because the. But now it's an t- extra grudge. One of our teammates. You stole gave him a boo boo on his nose. Her spell book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's that's like what's going to happen next time. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So do you have like a. In the next episode, at the end of a session, or no. like a previously on. Uh, sometimes if we if we like took a week off or somebody wasn't there, but like usually no. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Did that describe anything about why D and D is fun for people? Yeah, no. I think that was definitely insightful. Like, I can't because I never really understood like the gameplay to begin with. Right. And, and it can be anything, so it's all, it's hard to explain. Yeah, because I think in my brain, I was just like, I kind of knew it could be anything, but I didn't realize there was like, essentially like guidelines. So I was like, but how does everyone just have like, you know, like know what they're doing? Because you, you can't be out, writing out the rules every single no, time. When, when you're starting out, it's a lot. And we've I've played with plenty of people that start the game, and it's it's a lot of just kind of repeating like right. use the d twenty for everything. Like you do, you roll this die for that. Um, hey, like you're trying to talk to this person and like convince them, you like you can roll a deception check to see if you do that. And they're like, right. oh, what's that mean? Like you know, it's a lot of like explaining things over and over and over again until they finally get it. Um, but. I mean, everybody starts somewhere, right? And it's it's still fun, like you know it it it, it also, but it also again it depends because you can play with people that don't make the game very fun, mm. um, which is always a bummer and just kind of annoying. But like for the most part, it's it's 
it's simple enough it can be very complex but like generally it's pretty simple and easy to like just kind of understand why it is fun but it isn't for everybody um but i again i do think at least uh like for the most part people should at least play dd once Mm -hmm. just because it's a very different experience to most things that you play or right right um and it can be like it can just be really fun Sounds very interesting. I don't know that I would get into it, but it sure is interesting. I feel like we could definitely get like a one shot together just for you to play it like once in like two I hours. I feel like I'm remembering. I don't know if this is considered D&D. But I feel like I remember playing something of this similar ilk um, like years ago with Kirsten. And it was like this cool like sci-fi theme. Cyberpunk? Yeah. That is a, another RPG tabletop. It's just like, it's like D&D, but its own thing. Oh, okay. So like, because there are other things than just D&D, like Cyberpunk. Um, okay, because I think that's the one we did was Cyberpunk. Yeah, probably. It was cool. So if you like that, you'd probably like D&D. Gotcha. It's, it, but I mean, like there are slightly different rules, but it all kind of follows the same vibe. Right. <laughs> And there are just a lot of like variations of different stuff that exist within that realm. Neato. D and D is just like the fantasy one. Oh, so they're not all D and D. No. Oh. Like Dungeons and Dragons is is specifically like it's like Sony and Microsoft. Like it's gotcha. it's it's, thi- it's, it's, it's it's like the name brand. Yeah, D and D Dungeons and Dragons is the name brand for that type of game i am picking up what you are putting down gotcha um, it is just a tabletop rpg gotcha so anything can, there are many tabletop rpgs dungeons and dragons is just like the biggest one yeah it's like the household name yeah i gotcha i gotcha i thought they were all just D. no well that makes more sense yep were you were there any dungeons and or dragons in your cyberpunk game i, I guess not but i guess i didn't really think about it that much to be honest you fool. <laughs> All right, well, you can wrap it up there. Yeah, that's good. Um, hey, thanks for watching this week's episode of the Vaguely Anime Podcast. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, leave a review, like, uh, follow. And uh, you have four weeks to watch A Certain Scientific Railgun Season 2. And don't forget to share our cat at Cat the Moonstar on Twitch. And, uh, yeah, we will see you guys next week. Okay, bye. Bye.